Hi, friends. Hello, hockey pals. I don't know. He, she's, days and gays who listens to the pod. Not sure. To this hockey pod. We've got another chaotic episode, you know, as per. <laughs> and uh, this week you're joined by me, Molly, Chanel, and hockey genius, Jesse. Um, and uh, we haven't really planned anything, to be completely honest with you. Um, I personally have been dying of um, the black lung. Um, <laughs> I don't know about these guys. That's have you guys been dying? Cute. <laughs> I guess I've been the only one who's mostly been paying attention to hockey this week. Uh, so I mean, I've been paying attention. It's just whether or not it's been going in. <laughs> Fair enough. I can't. I can't imagine. I know that a while back when me and Chanel were sick, we definitely uh, lost track of what was going on in the world. It was very much uh, me, my bed, <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah, we're doing. We're doing fantastic. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, we're just gonna talk about news, react to it, you know, like those reaction videos on YouTube. Be like, "Wow, oh my god!" Ovechkin scored how many? <laughs> Shock face! Oh my god! Clickbait. What should that be our thumbnail? <laughs> <laughs> how many goals? Recount needed. <laughs> <laughs> if your girls are up for it, I'll uh, basically maybe throw some topics at you about stuff that's been happening in the last week and see what you all have to say about it. Sort of uh, give it yeah, your fresh perspective on it, and we can just have a little discussions about what we find interesting, or, uh, you know, maybe if we don't have a lot to say, we just pass on to the next one. It's so different. It's so forward. See, now that's a valley girl. We're so forward. Oh my god. And we do everything off the cuff as opposed to <laughs> the other times where everything is totally scripted, right? Totally. Um, yeah. Every single word. You're listening to a hockey podcast where we talk about ice hockey and stuff. Okay, we might as well start with the, uh, I guess, big news that everybody's talking about, the, the one that Arlie alluded to. Um, Ovechkin scoring 800 goals. Uh, pretty, I'm pretty sure everybody's been hearing about this one, at least if you've been on Hockey Twitter even a little bit. Um, obviously, he got a hat-trick in that last game uh, against the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the following game against the Leafs, he has not um, scored yet to tie or surpass Gordie Howe, but... It's only a matter of time. He has 801 goals. Ovechkin has 800. It's basically just a formality at this point. And uh, from there on out, it's just the chase to uh, catch to uh, Gretzky. So uh, what do you two have to maybe add to this? Uh, what, what were you guys thinking? What's going on? Uh, uh, Ovechkin is a hockey player for the Washington Capitals. Yes, yes. Okay, good start. Um. No, I don't like him. What's that thing I sent to you, Chanel? <laughs> like him either. <laughs> I don't like him. No, I sent I sent you a thing earlier. Yeah, was he, it? Yeah. Avechkin has told management that he doesn't want a rebuild while he chases the goal record. Like, fuck the yeah. Capitals. It's all about me, 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 me. Avech Meekin. I oh mean, I, I will say, for, I do think. Although, like, I agree that this, the sentiment feels a little, like, ugh, where you're just like, you know, it's a team sport, you should just be playing to win with your group. But, let's be honest, would the Caps really be going into a rebuild while Ovechkin is still on the team? I, I think it's no. the same issue 
with like uh, Crosby and Malkin with the, the Penguins is like, as long as they're playing, you're probably just going to keep going for a cup. When those guys retire, then it's time to rebuild, right? Like, yeah, but you don't point? say it. Yeah, like, that's the I know. obvious thing, right? <laughs> I could just imagine the conversation being like, hey, management, I don't want to rebuild. And they're like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We weren't planning on it. Okay, cool. He's like, I just wanted you to know it's all about me. Um, have you met me? I'm like your star player. I have like got 800 goals now. And I think that you should like just let me be the star. Yeah. You know what's so funny? I just don't like him. I have to say something. I while we were watching the Leafs and Caps game last night, I actually said almost verbatim what you said, Molly, about like he seems very well self-centered. Like he is all about me. Like I also noticed. Okay, I mean, in terms of goals, we were talking about he's not very defensive, but he is very uh, goal-oriented, right? Like, that's his main yeah. goal, is goals, and that's great and all, but you want to obviously be a 200-foot player. Uh, with that being said, though, you can tell he was he was very happy when his uh, teammate Gustafsson uh, scored a hat-trick last night. Like, he's he loves his team, it's just he loves goals, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd give up on that goal record to get another cup, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that would be ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he was very hyped when he finally got that one cup that they got, right? Which was, like, kind of, like, <laughs> I think required yeah. for his career to really feel complete at the very least. But, you know, yeah. I don't think he's going to be... I don't think he'd complain if he get a second one, right? And they're probably still going to no. want to aim for that. Theoretically, if Ovechkin is still scoring a ton and the team wins with him, it still moves you forward in the right direction. I think it's just uh, the the fact that the Caps have been struggling this year, despite the fact that we've been having this whole discussion about, you know, uh, Ovi chasing a record, but the team is probably, like, having the worst years had in a long time. Like, the Caps haven't missed the playoffs in, I I don't even know when, man. (laughs) It's, like, it's outside of my memory at this point. Also, just everyone listening, I'm not, like, trying to insult Ovechkin or anything. Obviously, he is... I am. He's really well regarded in the NHL. I understand. I'm just saying that I, I forget when. I think it was against the. Uh, they definitely played around against Carolina. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before that. Maybe both years. I don't know. But he was so rude. I just. I think it's overkill. The team chirps. They celebrate out like a, a bunch and you know a lot of people do like that aspect i find it a little bit cocky but you know it's just yeah it's just what i gotta say about that i mean they wouldn't be the only team to do it no but you know you're ovechkin if you're going to be i really like the leaders that are very you know they know they're good but they're very humble <laughs> yes humble that's yeah. the word humble i mean yeah everybody appreciates humility yeah, yeah. So. I will say I'm assuming he probably feels himself because he kind of is that great, right? Like if you it's keep being it. good at yeah. the game and you just it never changes and you're literally like on pace to beat the NHL goals record. I mean, uh, there's probably not much that people could say that makes you feel like you're not that great. I, I he's he's riding his own high. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I don't blame him. Th- theoretically, even like if he didn't reach that that exact total that Gretzky put up, I, he'd probably still qualify as, like, the best goal scorer ever. 
oh, uh, yeah. debatably, just because of like the because era he's playing him. in. Yeah, exactly. right. If you put someone of uh, Ovechkin's caliber in the '80s around the same time as Gretzky was playing, he'd probably pot in a lot more goals. Yeah, it's true. Because that would be his perf- the perfect era for him, right? Where defense is not that great, and it's all about putting the puck in the net in ridiculous amounts. He would be, uh, he would definitely be up there. Yeah, on that sentiment though, like, what other players do you think are going to break the eight hundred? Oh, probably none, if at all. It would have to take somebody on that similar level of Ovechkin that comes in and all of a sudden like is scoring crazy amounts right out the gate consistently where you go, okay, if he, he keeps it up, he could make it. Like we, we could definitely get a prospect like that in the future one day, like a, a, a new Ovi, but who knows when that will come, if ever, right? You, you can't really predict mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Also, on what Molly's asking too this makes sense to me but like when you think about the next great goal scorer scorer you could think of Connor mcdavid but he is not goal centered he passes it a lot to dry saddle and together they make a really good team he could score a lot more but he chooses to to be a playmaker half of the time you know and yeah. ovechkin yeah. it's it's like pass to me right now <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, Ovechkin's not going to get, like, the craziest assist totals. Him, it's all going to be the goals. But McDavid's more a points overall kind of guy. Yeah. So, like, I could probably see McDavid Dreisaitl getting, like, a tandem points kind of record at some point of, like, goals scored together or, like, assists together kind of thing. But I don't think they do that really, do they? Best duo. We could just call them that. Like, the best duo. The best duo. <laughs> <laughs> like peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> Dry side of McDavid. Yes. Sorry, to me. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know some people, like, talk about, like, the potential of Matthews maybe being that kind of player. And, like, maybe. Yeah, but I don't think maybe. he scored as much as Ovechkin has for that. He's been injured more. No. Yeah, there's that too. Like, I could see it happening, but my guess would probably be, like, uh, I could see Matthews reaching probably somewhere more like the 700 goal yeah. mark by the end of his career. Yeah, that's the same good. with, like, McKinnon, I think, because obviously injury time and everything. Yes, yes, yes. But see, That like, all basically is a factor. Like, other, other I players. I think that's what's, what has helped the Ovechkin, right? Like, he barely has suffered injuries. He's barely taken time out for injuries, which is surprising, too, considering how physical of a player he is. Like, he's not afraid to hit, and like Chanel said, sometimes he can even be a little dirty. But that somehow his body hasn't broken down as much as I would have expected it to. Just built different. Yeah. He did lose time, though, too, right? When you think about his career, technically the first year he would have played was the 2004 lockout, so it missed his entire first year, really. And yeah, he missed and... part of a year from the lockout in 2013. Then we get uh, COVID shortening a few seasons. Like, theoretically, he could have been further along if it wasn't for all those things that are outside of his control. I was curious to see where Austin Matthews and Nathan McKinnon stood in terms of goals in total. You know, just out of curiosity, Austin Matthews right now has a total of 275 and McKinnon has 250. So they're really not that far behind. But McKinnon's had, like, what, three extra years of play? True, and a lot more injuries, though, too. Yeah, that too. (laughs) You know, it's a little bit of a balance. Oh, I also wanted to say for the listeners, in case you're like, well, why didn't you tell us the last time the Caps didn't make the playoffs? It was the 2013-2014 year. It's the the last time they did not qualify. 
Yeah, it would be very strange to see them miss finally this year, but I guess it's possible. We've been waiting for this. If you listen to our old podcast episodes, when it's like Molly and I are and stuff, or even when with Jesse when we're talking about you know the playoffs, we were like, well, is this the year? Is it's this always the year Washington and uh, Pittsburgh, right, for the Metro. It's always like, yes. when are they finally going to drop in? It keeps never happening. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Pittsburgh seems this on was... track right now to make things uh, go well, so. This is someone that I've, like, noticed recently, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of scoring goals a lot this season in particular, who might, who might catch up? Tage Thompson. Oh, don't get started. Don't get started. Jesse loves his Tage Thompson. Yeah, because I picked him up for our fantasy league uh, before he started exploding. I know. Because I had my I had my eye on him in free agency when I saw you and I was like, "Mm, okay. No, no, I didn't pick him up in free agency. I I somebody somebody put him on waivers early on in the season. Somebody let him go and I picked him up. Yeah. (gasps) What? Oh my I know, god! I, I, know, I don't. I don't know who it was, but uh, yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm yeah, mad. I, I don't think I would have drafted him initially because going from his history, he had he wasn't really that productive at first, and then really? all of a sudden last year he had an explosion, right? But a lot of players had an explosion in scoring last year, so it's more like, okay, you did it once. Will you do it again? I don't know. It could be an anomaly. You know, we, we've seen that even uh, literally we had shades of it with Buffalo a few years back with Jeff Skinner having a 40-goal season, signing a big contract, and then nosediving right after. So, like, part of me was more like, um, I guess, re- like, I was trying to be, like, like not too <laughs> hyped, right? Be like, okay, let's see if he does it again. And I think he's been exceeding expectations. So, like, at this point, it seems safe to say, uh, yeah, no, he's the real deal. It wasn't a fluke, and uh, good for him. <laughs> I mean, he was good last year too, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's it, that was his first really good season. <laughs> I just see a cup in Buffalo's future. <laughs> <laughs> just no, honestly, at this point, build the team around Tage. <laughs> well, they've got Tage. They've still got Skinner and what's his yeah. uh, Rasmus, whatever his name is. Ali, yeah, yeah, which is a solid defense. Yeah, so they like... they have pieces, you know. They got pieces <laughs> coming pieces together. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be the next kings. <laughs> Up and coming. Up and coming. Pauline is second in scoring for defensemen right now, too. So, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. If this does happen, if they get better, you're so lucky, Molly, because you got a jersey. You do. It's a kids extra You have large. a Buffalo jersey from what? Jesse, kids <laughs> extra large. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the player. It's oh Kids XL God. on the back, isn't it? <laughs> Not familiar with that one. Oh, don't you know that? Top of the player. It must have been from their their dark era where people stopped paying attention to them. Yeah. <laughs> I got it's it for pronounced like... Kids Extra Large. Oh, it's a Kids XL. XL X. Monsieur, c'est super. All right, well, um. <laughs> Moving on to other um, achievements on the point scoring front. Oh we my can maybe god! Touch on Marner, uncle. Yeah, he finally his point streak ended at twenty three games after a loss to the New York Rangers, where uh, he wasn't able to uh, put anything in net or like assist on a goal, so it finally ended. But twenty three games, he now has the record for the uh, Leafs history. 
And um, in terms of like active players, he's third behind a streak by Crosby for 25 and Kane for 26 games in a row. So honestly, pretty impressive. But um, um, I'm sure Chanel might have some opinions on this one. But uh, what, what do you ladies have to uh, to say about this? Say he's amazing, and I love him. And it's it's no big deal. It's just a little hiccup. We're about to start the new uh, streak there in the next game. No, no. no did problem. you think it was going to go on longer? Or were, were, did you when it ended, you were like, yeah, that, that seems about right? I The Leafs aren't the luckiest team, right? <laughs> so to have something happen like that is already rare. So the fact that he passed, like he did make a record within the franchise, that's already super extreme and awesome. So it's fine. I don't mind it. Obviously, I would have loved to see him go on and on and just school all of these oldies but <laughs> you know he's still young he's still with the Leafs it's still high scoring you never know maybe he'll start up a new streak later it's still hard to have like really long point streaks in the modern really league is. compared to how it was back then but uh, so like my guess is that some of these uh old streaks will never be broken most likely no so it was very cool that he was on the streak train yeah, yeah. I think it's oh, great wow. It's awesome. Well, he's like what? A, he's is he defense? Is he wing? What? What does he? What? What is he? He's a right winger. He is Which a right runner. winger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, why do I think he was D? Because he's everything. Like he's so he's good everything. at everything. I mean, so, they've been using yeah. him in defensive positions a bit this oh, year. Oh yeah. Right? He, oh okay. True. He's oh, he sacrifices his face. So he's he's a he's a big he's good. <laughs> a good boy. He's a very good great. Boy. I love it when players get streaks and actually get recognition for being good players. So, go Leafs. Even Ovechkin? No, fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, um, what else was going on this week? Okay, so... We've got... Um, I don't know if this is a little bit of a of a sidetracking here, but it was just too funny to not talk about. Uh, did you guys hear about an altercation that happened at the Coyotes uh, Mullet Arena? There was a fan who's got his uh, fingertip bitten off in an altercation. I did not hear about that. Yeah, okay, I was wondering if this is the first you hear about. I know it what? wasn't like on the news everywhere, but it was spreading around a little bit on social media, and I thought it was pretty hilarious. Wait. So, like, a fan bit another fan's finger off, or was there a coyote in the arena? Oh, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) It was not either a coyote's player or a literal coyote. (laughs) Is it a mullet? No, it was also not a mullet. (laughs) 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 It's just always weird when you hear about stuff like this happening in the crowd, right? Um, I mean, it's more of, like, an English football kind of thing to happen seeing as you know they're all <laughs> hooligans in the united kingdom apparently no no but what's going on literally like last month not even a whole month ago someone fucking got pushed down the stairs and like cracked his skull open yeah the oh, winnipeg game going eh? on what is going crazy. on in hockey i don't know it's so fu- fans are crazy bites his finger off is he gonna be okay jesse <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't really see much. I've got to be honest. It's one of those things that I just saw, talked about a lot on social media, and I was like, "This is so weird." I just googled it, and this is the best thing. This article <laughs> I've read says a fan bit off more than he could chew. 
my god i know that like they, it got confirmed by um uh like i think it was like the ceo of the coyotes like during an interview like they basically asked him about it like is this true that this happened and he had to be like yeah <laughs> yeah ceo confirmed report of a nord off digit <laughs> not off digit <laughs> oh, oh my goodness amazing. They don't, I don't see any updates on the man himself. Uh, there, the guy but... was reported was uh, charged on suspicion of aggravated assault for biting no Stephen Rocher's finger. Oh, oh Stephen! Oh, poor Stephen! Yeah, let's start a GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> That's this article is amazing. It is unclear what caused the fracas. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was Boston versus Arizona, so Boston fans, and then Arizona uh, too. It's it's at a college. Technically, it's at a college, right? Or a university? Five thousand seat university arena. <laughs> I I can see uh, shit happening. Yeah, oh, there's pictures, guys. There's pictures. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I just put in coyote finger, and the foam fingers came up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Jesse. That was a good laugh. Well, if we want to pivot into something else a little bit funny, a little bit injury-related, I mean, not to laugh at somebody suffering, but it, there is a little of humor slash uh, a bit of, like, just wow factor to the whole situation. Um, Blake Wheeler, uh, I want to say it was two days ago at this point, I, I forget which game it was, but uh, essentially he took a puck to the nuts, and um, they confirmed that Blake Wheeler will be out for a month because he requires groin surgery. He's but, got a lower body injury. Yeah, they, yeah, but that only was announced after the game, which he finished. Oh my so god! Apparently, god. although his groin requires surgery, it wasn't enough for him to not finish the game. I think there was like an entire period left to do. And I then... heard too, his own teammate was the one who injured him. Oh, oh okay, no. maybe I didn't. I didn't see. <laughs> Josh Morrissey. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait, the that's funny part so was uh, Shifley's quote after the game. They 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 asked Shifley about it, and I forget the, the exact uh, uh, verbiage used, but he basically said something to the effect of like, "For for Wheeler to go out there and finish the game after that injury, it took a lot of balls." That's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah. What so uh, hopefully he recovers well because uh, yeah, um, that sounds like an awful injury, and I can't believe he even played through that. Oh, it's hockey players. I picked him up literally last week oh. because I've got so many injuries on my team, and now he's out. Yep. yep. Lord have mercy. <laughs> it's That's you then. You cursed him. It's me. I'm. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. Hi. Hi. Oh, I'm the problem. Goodness. It's me. um there is i guess one more sort of uh thing with a player being out but it's a little bit more on the serious side but i i figured we we might want to talk about it just real quick because it's a it's it's a bit of a a scary situation but um there wasn't a lot of information about what was going on until now um essentially alex petrangelo was out for the last few weeks um he kind of just was like scratched out of the lineup and then they 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 said that he'd be missing time but it was left pretty vague yeah, they they did come out and say apparently there was an illness in the family something like that and then he was gone basically for a while he has finally returned to the golden knights uh, he's practicing with the team right now um uh, then he did finally reveal the reason for why he was missing time um apparently there was an illness with his daughter 
his young uh, four-year-old daughter who was um, uh, affected by encephalitis due to a brain lesion caused to, uh, from a flu. So it's like one of those things, you know, where, you know, you get sick, I guess, with a uh, flu or something as a kid, and it just goes from bad to worse. And apparently yeah. it affected, she said it affected her motor skills, so like her ability to walk, eat, and even open her eyes. So oh, wow. I think they had a scary bit of time in the hospital with her, uh, you know, probably not knowing what's going on with her. I had imagined it'd be probably pretty scary seeing your child being unable to maybe move <laughs> or do like, you know, your typical things that you're able to do. It, it, it must have been a, a scary sight. So uh, I hope there was no fans being uh, assholes oh. online that complaining that Petrangelo was uh, missing time because uh, he had a pretty damn for good reason for it. An amazing father. Exactly. For being an amazing. Exactly. That is very scary and i can't imagine what he had to go through like even just hearing that makes me so sad for him right yeah it's like a nightmare situation. getting back to hockey after that as well just be like yeah she's on the men she's home back to hockey like yeah i'd, I'd be taking sure. time out man <laughs> i'd be taking more yeah, time out sure, Crazy. Sure. but wow wild she did mention that she is getting better now it seems like um some um uh recovery is still required but she should be fine and that's why he said he's only back now because he feels comfortable enough to say that she'll be okay so like he's he good like he basically said yeah i wasn't coming back until i was sure she was going to be fine plus yeah. he's in america right so that's gonna cost a lot of money i think he can afford it <laughs> <laughs> no i know but i'm saying like you know i don't know how how many sick days do you get as a hockey player <laughs> i mean usually you, you get none you I get know, none exactly. unless you're actually sick. <laughs> That's crazy. Right? Like, how many times have we seen players go out with, like, really bad bruises, like some busted up body parts that just get, you know, like, what is it? You That's blow out I'm your saying. teeth and your face and you just wear a cage. Right? Soccer and hockey, two different, two different sports. <laughs> Holy. Uh, well, one of his teammates said, which I think is really great, I just found this on Twitter, there are things that are bigger than hockey, and that's one of those things. To see him here Absolutely. today means that it's trending the right direction, and that's the best news. Yeah. How yeah. supportive can, like, players be? And this is the Knights, man. You know how I feel about the Knights. But now they're, like, being wholesome and nice. Yeah. I mean, I'm very glad that it has a happy ending. Because, like, it I remember is, hearing yes. the news that he was just absent all of a sudden for a family too, illness. And yeah. you just think, oh, what, what you know wife kids something else and how bad is it right you know? and they always yeah. keep that stuff quiet uh, understandably so until so, yeah. either you know there's an outcome basically so well i'm glad that, it that is something news yeah i'm glad he's doing better yeah i'm sure that the knights and knights fans will be glad to see him again in the lineup and hopefully you'll be able to breathe easier a little bit mm-hmm. yeah especially because they're doing so great as well Ugh. Yeah, they are. <laughs> we'll do. A, we have one more hockey, like on ice topic. More. I, well, I guess it's not really on ice. It's off ice. But one more player related topic, and then we have a few uh, stuff more on the um, administrative side that is Ooh. worth uh, discussing. Oh, okay. Go so, ahead. Um, okay, 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 okay. Before moving on to that, we will uh, want to discuss Bo Horvat. Oh, um, some yes. of you might have seen the rumors going around that. Um, there's been a lot of trade speculation around him anyways. His contract is expiring at the end of the year, and he'll be a UFA. Um, the rumor is the Canucks might have offered him a contract, but supposedly not a lot of money, not really what he's worth, and that he's most likely going to test free agency. 
On Bo Horvath's part, he basically says he doesn't want to talk about it publicly and he's just focusing on the game, which, you know, obviously I get it. Then, you know, they don't want to discuss the contract negotiations. Yeah. So all the speculation is... Pause. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, all the speculation, right, is basically he's probably going to get traded and to who, for what, right? Discuss amongst yourselves, make your pitches. Well, what are we thinking? Well, we spoke about this a couple pods yeah, we ago. Did. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah, we're, we're pre- talking about Vancouver, and we're like, mm, Bo Way, is this going to continue? You know, he's not the only one in trade rumors, too, right? There's Brock Besser. Yeah, true. And Brock Besser, we know that they've allowed his agent to talk to other teams to try and help facilitate a trade. Yeah, yeah, which is there. That's like honestly too big. Vancouver cannot players leaving that team possibly um, yeah it's so it's a very strange situation i think i think they unfortunately um painted themselves into a corner because bo Horvat is probably the, the player you'd want to keep the most he's really having a breakout season he's the team's captain he's a fan favorite kind of a heart and soul part of the team i think it'd be a very it'd be a shame to lose him especially i think I like I don't know obviously what he's thinking, but most of the rumors seem to be leaning to the fact that he would probably like to say stay if they could give him what he's worth, which they which will is a not lot more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they don't have the cap cap space to do it, and I don't think they'll be able to make a move that would, would even allow them to do it. And at that point, like honestly, Vancouver would probably need to add players to get better. So if you're removing players just to make space for 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 Horvat, like I I, I have. A feeling that Vancouver might have to just go into the rebuild direction, uh, uh, considering yeah. how the season went. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. After years trying of trying to cheer them on, like they're my secret favorites uh, in terms of like you know backdoor favorites, if you will. I am waiting for something to happen. It happened, and nothing has happened, regardless of all the additions and subtractions. So I think it's time for a rebuild right here. I'm saying yeah. it. With the previous administration and then, uh, like, the previous GM and then technically, I guess, the first year now with the new GM, um, all the signings, all the contracts acquired, I think just ended up squeezing them out in terms of cap space to the point now where they are losing one of their better players. Um, If you might remember, they re-signed JT Miller at the beginning of the year uh, year to a contract extension worth $8 million per year. Mm -hmm. And that only kicks in next year. And already it seems like there's some buyer's remorse because, you know, he's not playing as well as he did last year. And well, although he's still producing points, JT Miller is atrocious defensively. Yeah, that's the thing. They need a defenseman, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. A, a good centerman, a good defenseman as well. That's they another problem is defense. Team. They need a new team. They have a yeah. lot of guys on rich contracts who are not performing up to that level. And it makes it exactly. very difficult for them to keep guys. That's hockey. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> That's, yeah, that should be their slogan. They're like, all right, That's I paid me. this person, I paid this person, I bought, I acquired this guy, I acquired this guy. Do we have enough money left to pay our captain? Uh, nope. mm, oh, shit, no. But I mean, like, well, we'll, we'll figure that out later. But who knows what will happen? And then he has, like, a career year, and you're going <laughs> to lose him? Wait, a little, like... sl- a little slick add-in. At least Batman is boosting up the uh, cap space to a million, huh? Huh? Hooray. How about that? 
<laughs> that's that's yeah. that's news too. But like, that's going to be know. enough to pay Horvat, right? If I, I get a million okay. here, and then maybe uh, you can find some pocket change on the couch, and uh... maybe we can give him some uh, roll up the rims that we found on the floor. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness! Why don't they just start introducing introducing bark? Oh wait. That is so dumb. I was gonna say bargaining, but honestly, that's all. It is. <laughs> when they bargain, oh wait, I'm a... not talky. Oh. That's maybe they should cheap. just negotiate a, a cheaper contract with him, right? Easy. Oh, that's what they should do. Come sign on, him. Now. Sign him to two million for a quarter of a season. That's how you cheat the cap. <laughs> the shiny. Ooh, <laughs> look! Oh Here comes the airplane. <laughs> Listen, listen, we've got we've got some gift cards. How do you feel about oh. Home Depot? Depot! Oh my gosh, I love the way you pronounce that. For here it would probably be Canadian tire gift cards. Oh yeah. Yes, Canadian tire. Uh, yeah. We got you, you a can, voucher. You can buy gas there, you know, you can use shop. that for your gas. Oh true. Get your winter tires. It's a good deal. You can get your hockey sticks there. That's true. It's true. Uh, well, you know what? I think he should, should resign in Vancouver then. Yeah, pay him in gift go. cards, right? Great, great idea. We, we've solved we've solved the cap <laughs> crisis for the Canucks. You're welcome. No, 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 Jesse. No, no, guys, guys. Pay him in experience. Um, oh my god, don't. Following up on the um the the mention of the cap going up, that um Gary Bettman was asked some questions uh about uh stuff at the governor's meeting. Essentially, like that was one of the items that was brought up. Uh, another topic that was brought up that I, I wanted to bring up was um, he was asked about the digital ads, right? They've been a, sort of a controversial topic, to say the least, uh, this year. I know uh, uh, there's been a lot of outcry from fans on social media. But when mm -hmm. asked about the subject by reporters, he basically said that um, according to their internal polling, apparently fans prefer digital ads. So he considers it a non-issue. Liar, liar, pants on fire. What the fuck? Ew. Who the fuck did he ask? Right? Who are these like, people? Probably, who the fuck are they? Probably all the owners people. who are lining their pockets with the ad money, right? Yeah. Ravenio. Oh, Digital <laughs> ads are great. Actually, oh, look, I have... We, we can pay you in advertising. There, there you go. Get Brock <laughs> Besser right now. I feel um... like... <laughs> I feel like the ads wouldn't be as distracting if they changed off screen or when we're not paying. Like, because like the way that they move and flash and change right in front of your eyes can be a little jarring sometimes. But like, obviously, the camera does pan from uh, one side of the ice to the other back and forth, you know, which gives you the opportunity to transition and swap the ads in between in a way that's a lot less disruptive, I think. Yeah. Because right? then it, just, it would just be a static board. It's just that, like, when you turn left, Oh, then the right side changes. You turn back right and you see, oh, it's a different ad now. And like, whatever, we just move on. But like when you literally see those, um, I don't know how, what kind of ads that you might see from your side, Molly, but for, for me and Chanel, I know we've seen some ads uh, when we're watching it where it's, I want to say, is it Rent-A-Car maybe? So mad at you, I wanted to tell a story and that's what I wanted to say. Oh yeah, the one where you see the cars <laughs> zooming through on the boards. Yes, I literally, my heart jumped out of my chest one time because I thought a fucking hockey player was going to be hit by a car. So they have digital advertising in European sports. Like, that's not, um, oh, that's there's not like a new all thing. Over but Europeans, I feel like yeah. it's 
I think it's different in like hockey because hockey's in like a closed arena, whereas with like European sports, which are popular as like football and rugby, it's a much bigger stadium and much bigger pitch. So it's not as intrusive. But um, like hockey rinks aren't actually that big. No. <laughs> in like comparison to say, like a football pitch or like a rugby pitch is it's not as open or as big. So the boards where it's digital advertising is normal of the lower down boards, right they don't have it along the top boards. Yet with a hockey arena, I feel like they're more kind of like personal and like closer proximity and you've got larger layers of like advertising. So it, if it is like a flashy advertisement or something that's moving around a lot, it's going to be distracting for both players and fans. It doesn't really make much sense. Like, yeah, have digital advertising, but don't have it, so it's gonna be distracting. Oh, yeah, that's the I thing. Think it's it won't be. Matter that like the players play oftentimes against the boards, right? Like sometimes the focus of our our eye is towards the boards because there's a mashup of players. They're playing against the side of the boards, right? They're they're jockeying for the puck, and you just see an something moving by behind them, right? It just looks very strange. I don't know Players don't see stick it. The, um, stick the digital advertising like higher above the actual rink. That would make more sense, but you know. I know we've seen some in the past where sometimes they flash them on the um, glass. Like at the top of the glass, they would have like certain ads that would flash yeah. in and change. But it, no. I don't know. I haven't seen those too consistently. I've only seen them on occasion. Okay, but oh also God. I will add that the at least the players don't see the ads there. Obviously not. Um, but it's convenient because I get it. If we're watching from Ottawa or Toronto or Vancouver, your ads can change accordingly to match your viewership. Yeah, they maximize um, prop fit that way. Yeah, Is this I understand like that. But... NHL TV or I'm not sure because like we don't have those those services. We usually watch them right off of a cable. Yeah, because if it's extremes. a paid service. You shouldn't be getting ads if it's a paid fucking yeah, service. Yeah, that's a good question, actually. I'm not sure. I'd have to... But if it's to cable, it makes more sense. Maybe some of your uh, your followers on Twitter can uh, can let you guys in if they know if they use uh, the NHL services or something like uh, Sportsnet Now or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like a... Yeah. My guess is they're probably all there. I don't think they'd take the effort to have like those ads removed. Knowing them, they, they definitely still want the ads to be there. They'll probably be like, more money, thank you. I know you're paying oh, yeah. like $999 a year to have maybe one or two games that you can yes. watch. But... Yes! <laughs> People always yell at me too because I'm complaining about the blackouts and they're like, well, why don't you just buy the service? Because I still don't see all the fucking games. It's ridiculous. And I need a VPN to use it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True, yeah. So I might as well just watch it illegally. I mean, I am totally legal. Yeah, your options yeah. are very limited in Europe. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. if I want to watch the games at, what, 3am in the morning for me, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, you, you're not going to get consistent usage out of some service like that yeah. because you'd have to be watching them every day at the worst possible time for you. Yeah, I mean, when I get up at, like, I get up normally at, like, 5.36 in the morning. Um, well, I'm awake then. That's when I, like, watch the hockey highlights and then sometimes I catch the tail end of a game and it's like, oh, look, I'm, like, a real Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if the Avs are playing maybe the Coyotes one night, you might not stay up late to, like, catch it. But, like, if they're in, like, playing a Stanley Cup game, then you might, like, in the playoffs, yeah. you might make the effort, right? 
I mean, sometimes they do start at four a.m. in the morning, so I get to watch like a good hour of the game in the mornings. Um, but sometimes they're like, if they're like early in the game, early in the game, early in the day games, <laughs> then I can watch them. If they're like midday start, it's like six p.m. Yeah. for me. So it works yeah, out you get a lot me. more like the midday starts and like the weekends and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, we can't be picky in Europe. This is kind of like we <laughs> like hockey here. Any game we can actually watch. <laughs> I think uh, no matter how much we want to complain about the ads, it's just it's gonna stick. It unfortunately, is. it's the same with the jersey ads, the helmet ads. They keep people always hate ads, but they keep pushing them in to make more money, and then people groan. But eventually, we get used to it. So then they decide to push it even further, and then you know we groan, and you know eventually we get used to it, and so on and so forth, right? It's I really like our a... milk ad. I will say that the, it looks good on our jersey. Period. <laughs> That's all though. But if they switch, I'm done. I don't. I'm out. <laughs> as long as it doesn't like interfere with the actual like aesthetic of the jersey, that's fine. Yeah, they yeah. could always be sponsored by Maple Leaf Meats. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Yes, that's so funny. I'm surprised that one didn't happen. It seems pretty obvious, right? All the vegans immediately switch teams. Now talking about ownership, actually, we know that the Ottawa Senators are up for sale and there's multiple mm. um, billionaires trying to, you know, get involved. Uh, I'm assuming uh, we're probably going to have a bit of a, a bidding war situation, possibly, for the uh, team. It seems like there's a lot of people interested. But we know <laughs> that one famous person who is very interested in being part of ownership is Ryan Reynolds. He's expressed it publicly multiple times. But Thanks. obviously, he's not... He's rich. He's very rich, but he's not, like own an NHL team rich right which means yeah. he has to be involved with a <laughs> wealthy partner and yeah. it seems at this point that the NHL with all the hype surrounding him seems it almost seems like they're basically making it mandatory for like wh whoever ends up buying the Sens they have to allow Ryan Reynolds to get involved I, I think they just they they love that positive press too much they want him involved in the Sens uh, situation no matter who ends up buying it so funny to me like Ryan Reynolds, like I really want them, and they're like, okay, you gotta add him. You gotta, you gotta bring your little brother. But you can buy this business, but my buddy wants to be able to be included. Okay, so you have to include him. No, but it's literally like freaking. You you can't tell me like you want to go to some place, then your mom's like, you gotta bring your little sister. Literally, yeah. that's how it feels. It, I love Ryan Reynolds anyways, and how fun will that be for the hockey players and, and, and for Ottawa in general? Like, it's super cool, so whatever. Yeah, I think it's a win-win for, for everybody involved, honestly. And he's a good guy, because... so who cares? I mean, yeah, he like, there's buy... so... He bought Wrexham FC, didn't he? Yeah, but that's a much lower tier, like, uh, football league, right? So it's not the same, yeah. like, profile. <laughs> yeah, true, but, like, a lot of people in Wrexham are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so funny it's so random like a, lot it is of my, random. a lot of my like welsh friends have been like he doesn't know anything about football he doesn't know anything about wales or welsh or like wrexham like well, didn't he, he wasn't doing? he also with rob uh mcclaney yeah, yeah. yeah rob mcclaney <laughs> yeah. from uh it's always love sunny him. in philadelphia i love yeah. him but he would it, know like, about they've football. embraced it now but it was really it was really funny to like see the initial reaction is like 50 50 of people being like yeah this is great other people being like what is going on here yeah it's <laughs> not that it's like a this is bad <laughs> it's more of like why is this happening <laughs> yeah it, it, it makes more sense for him to like be involved with like a hockey team 
This is me yeah. stereotyping because he's Canadian. So yeah. <laughs> So it does make more sense. Like <laughs> What would be interesting is that he did do a sort of web series um surrounding the process of the I think a I forget if it's like acquiring the team or the team's progress behind the scenes. I, I yeah, didn't watch it there because I'm, I'm not really a, a football uh, fan, but I do know that he made a series for the behind the scenes stuff regarding that. And the implication would be that he might do something similar regarding the Sens, which again would just be cool and just more good PR for them to have a sort of like. I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, like, yeah, me too. I'd be curious. Like, why not? Yeah. I know, like, Jesse and I, again, are, like, big fans of Rob McElhaney, and I know that he is a big sports fan, so. Yeah, but he would be a Philly fan. Yeah, he is a Philly Philly fan, but he's a sports fan. Like, come on, I'm a Leafs fan, and I'm not from Toronto. I'm I'm willing to cheer for the Flyers to win the Cup if that means it's always sunny crew do an episode around it like they did for the um uh, what was it the the football team the eagles i'm very i'm not knowledgeable with nfl but i I do know they they did a very fun (laughs) episode surrounding their uh super bowl win i would love to see something similar happen for philly uh, Philly, yeah yeah i'll only accept a a philly cup win if this is the result of it if, if that comes out of it and Gritty has to show up, I'm sorry. Oh, of course, absolutely. He's, absolutely. Not, he's not darkened my Twitter feed any time recently, and I, I don't know, is he okay? Have you ever seen um, It's Always Sunny? I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah, with it. Yeah, really. I have. They, they do have a running joke with certain mascots picking fights in their show. Like When they go to the uh, baseball games, they have the, the, the Philly... Um, oh, what's the name of their mascot? I always forget. He's like a weird green guy with a bizarre snout. The Philly fanatic, <laughs> yeah, and like one of the characters always get gets dressed up in a in a just like one of those uh, morph suits, and basically yeah. they get into a fight. There's a lot of weird silliness with mascots, so it was like it's totally on brand for the show. I would love to see it. I'd love to see that, man. That show kept me for university. Yes, <laughs> my undergrad was just show. that kind of chaos. <laughs> It's our kind of humor, like... Yeah, I love I that show. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the last item here that would be worth uh, discussing is... Um, this was not necessarily mentioned by the League itself. It's more reporters and inside sources uh, discussing it. It's only brought up as a possibility now. It's still far from a done deal. It's more of like a hypothetical sort of, should we consider this? Um, mm. The idea would be extending the schedule from instead of 82 games a season to 84 games a season. So the uh, the discussion apparently was that the NHL wants more rivalry games um, because they feel like those are more profitable. Um, you know, usually, obviously, if it's like Toronto, Montreal, you're going to get a lot more views than maybe like, I don't know, like the Ducks versus the Jets or something, you know, it, it's, it's not the same. So... Um, at that point, um, technically the way the schedule works out right now is that you're always, um, for the teams in your own division, you face them either four or three times per year, depending. It kind of alternates. It's a little awkward because of the amount of teams and the amount of games. And then the people um, in the other other division within your conference, you face them three times each. And then everybody else in the other conference completely, it's two times each. So, and I think that's the problem. It makes it a little awkward for the, the teams within your own division where sometimes you face them three times a year and sometimes you face them four times a year. And if you're facing them three times a year, it's like one, it's, it's basically like just like the other teams within the conference. Like it doesn't feel as special. 
I, I know there's been a lot of complaints with uh, Edmonton and Calgary, for example, because they're basically almost done playing. I think they're they're about to end their last game together or something like that. And, you know, those owners probably see all the revenue going away for the rest of the year, right? The, those Calgary-Edmonton uh, games could probably sell out, like, every time. They're, they're hype as hell. They probably get some great viewership numbers, I imagine, too. So if you do the 84 games a year, it's just two games extra. And then you get to do four games against every team within your division. You get to do the three uh, three games against every other team in the conference. Then your two, te- uh, two games for every team in the other conference. And then all together, that does your 84 games. You just said a lot there. Yeah, you just did a lot of mathematics. And I'm just nodding yeah. along. Yeah. Basically, the only difference will be that for your own division, instead of some teams you face them three times a year, some teams you face them four times a year. It's just going to be they're all going to be faced four times a year. Ubiquitous blanket four games. Exactly, exactly, and it just it, it, it's funny because it does work out mathematically to that. Like the four games within division, three games within conference, two games outside conference. Put it all together, okay. you got eighty-four games per team. Okay, so if it's even Stevens, I'm all about um, cohesion and um, even numbers. <laughs> Yes, no, I, I'm all for it. Yep, nice. My nice. hope would be they do it that way, <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past the NHL trying something really dumb and deciding to just add the extra games, but then be like, oh, we'll do six games within division. But then that means, okay, outside of conference, it's got to be two for some oh, of them, but God. then three for the others. And then in the other conference, Let's some just... of them, you see them once. No, 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 no. You see them twice. <laughs> Let's just wait to see what they're going to do. Yeah, again, this is still, like, in the sort of hypothetical discussion stages. It's not really, um, like, there's a lot of stuff that has to happen before that would be even official, but, like, I do like the idea. So do I. Uh, It's fine, but I do understand that a lot of players who clearly aren't as, players, I meant fans who aren't as crazy as I am, are like, we could do with a shorter season, but I, I, more the merrier for me. Yeah, I would say I probably wouldn't want it to go past 84 games. Just like no. I'm, I'm okay with 84 like just because players. it works out perfectly. Yeah. But don't don't go more than that. 84 no, games, no. I think, a year is enough. It's plenty. And like, I we get only to get see... to watch four on the TV, so. Yeah. As, as long as I get to see Avalanche play the Maple Leafs more. Um, yeah. And, um... Oh, that would. Well, see, that wouldn't change, though. They'd only be facing each no. other twice a year still. Because it's, oh, yeah. it's outside know, of conference. But... You know, girls can dream. We can dream. <laughs> we can, we can dream, Jesse. Listen, we could still be in the playoffs against each other. We can be in the the Stanley Cup together. Yeah, sure. right. Maybe. That works out. Let's do that. Abs versus yeah. Leafs this year. Done deal. Done. Mm. Um, the like, NHL like did this. actually do yeah. eighty four game seasons. Um, twice. They there was a two year period uh, yeah. in the nineties. I, I forget which years it was exactly. Somewhere around ninety two ish, something like that. How do you know um, this? He's the hockey guy, Molly. Genius, I forgot. There's a that's a different guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other Jesse. Sorry. (laughs) The idea was at the time though that the '84, yeah, it was from '92 to '94. The those those seasons, what they did is that the two extra games per year were held at neutral sites, so the teams would go to a different city or different area to go play a game, so that you have like those sort of games, uh, maybe to. you know, you get to play in different markets. Yeah, exactly. Bring in new fans. I, I don't think that's the idea this time. I think it really is just to have more matchups against each other. But I mean, you know, you could always do that. There, I I don't hate the idea of uh, uh, like third party games where you're just like at different cities and stuff like that. You know? I don't care unless they come to Canada. Like it's literally a Canadian sport. And at this point, 
there's never any games in fucking Canada anymore. Why don't they just do more like Winter Classic? You know, they have like the European games and like Winter Classic and things like that. Like, why don't they yeah. just do more like that and not just have it as the six original teams or whatever? Yeah, my guess is they might do some stuff like that, but they're already doing a decent amount of it, right? Because we get at least, like, outside of COVID years, of course, that we usually get two outdoor games a year, I think, right? Because we got the Mm. Winter Classic and the Heritage Classic, and then you usually get the Stadium Series games. Or the Centennial, or... Although Centennial's only once every 100 years. Yes, that was stupid. (laughs) You know, we'll we'll live to see a centennial yeah. game. Come on now. I, I like the idea of European games just because obviously there's no NHL teams in Europe, but there's a ton of European players, and I know European fans love to see that stuff. The problem Eight. is, is I feel like when it happens, <laughs> they don't make a big deal out of it. Well, no, they don't. They should. The, NH- the NHL doesn't make a big deal out of anything which isn't straight white males playing hockey. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of straight white males in Europe. (laughs) Yeah, but... They go to Sweden or or Finland or something. Yeah, it's it's in Finland again next year, isn't it? Uh, I'm not sure. But, like, see, like, this year, those games happened, right? Like, the Avs went to play uh, in Europe, and so did... uh, Was it uh, Avs versus Blue Jackets? And then we also had San Jose and Nashville. But, like, there was so little fanfare. Like, I didn't really hear much about what was going on. And, like, I feel like those would make for great televised events. Like, you could make a big uh, party out of it, a big celebration, televise it. Yeah. I feel like um, NHL in Europe, it's advertised more in, like, the more hockey-geared nations. I'm not in a hockey-geared nation. I'm in France. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not exactly known for um, our French hockey players. I mean, like, there's, like, two in the NHL. Yeah. Um, so I think it's advertised more in like Sweden, Finland, Russia, yeah. Denmark, Germany to some extent, but it's it's not like it's a huge deal if that makes anything. It's not like when um, the NFL goes to the UK, that is a big deal over here in Europe. They're like NFLs in the UK, it's on all, every channel. It's ridiculous, yeah. and it's advertised a hell of a lot more on like social media. And things like that, but then again, the NFL is just a completely different franchise. Still problematic, but <laughs> yeah. Actually, Molly, Ken, do you know the French and the French players who are in the NHL at the moment? Uh, Belmar. Yes, Pierre Edouard Belmar. Yeah. And uh, there's kind of another one, but kind of not really. He's uh, on a leave of absence. I'm gonna get this wrong, aren't I? Bruxelles. Um, I, is Russell done French? in the NHL? I don't know if he's still playing anymore. I don't know if he's still playing. But you're right. Uh, Russell obviously is uh, <laughs> French. I was thinking was Texier. Texier. Yes, Texier, exactly. Texier, yeah. How's the check yeah. actually? Is Russell still playing? Because yeah, Texier unfortunately playing? is on a leave of absence right now with um the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. I think he might have left. The team, I don't know if he's coming back. It's like a weird situation. I don't really know what's going on. So I, I get I don't know if he counts as currently in the league, but you know. So right now I guess currently playing Pierre Edouard Belmont is the only uh France French player. Yeah. The real French. Exactly. <laughs> Tell the Quebecois people at me now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's plenty of Quebecois players in the league, obviously. It's it's really funny, like all the NHL fans in France, they're like, Oh yeah, I support this team. But also we support Belmar. <laughs> <laughs> we also like this one guy. 
just like, guy. I can do no wrong. He's <laughs> ours. <laughs> I do remember liking uh, Cristobal Uye growing up. She didn't have like the biggest success, but it was still like, you know, it was just cool. It was like, oh, you know, little French goalie had a bit of uh, popularity because, you know, when you play for uh, Montreal, you're, you're always going to get some attention one way or another. Oh, by the way, too, I forgot to add for the uh, for the 84 game seasons that the proposal would be that um, those two extra games would probably be taken out of the preseason. So you'd have two less preseason oh, games okay. and two extra okay. regular season games. Yeah, that's fine for me. I like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's a pretty good idea because like the preseason is just ugh, who cares yeah who cares? i know it's required for the players it's essential but man it's not that interesting no oh true but that sucks for um you know who that sucks for it sucks for all the prospects and people who are auditioning yeah like basically for them it's the for them it's important for the other players it's kind of just like a formality well they really got to get their shit together in their first couple games so I think that's all the news items that I can remember from this week that we uh, wanted to touch upon. Is there anything else from this week that uh, you girls uh, noticed or uh, maybe caught your attention that was uh, on your mind? I did write down that um, um, a team we don't normally talk about, um, Black Hawks, Kane and Taves, are set to play their thousandths game as a tandem pair together, um, which is exciting. I think that's newsworthy. Damn. Um, Would that be a record? Or do you think there's yeah. probably somebody who's more, right? Um, there are people that are more. There'd be the eleventh pair in the NHL history to, to uh, play a thousand there's games 11. together. Damn. Uh, but they've still got some mileage left on them, so they can probably beat the record. I don't know what the record is. I didn't look it up. I just wrote down that they've been pretty chill together. One. I guess Stanley that would Cup. be. Affected by if um, they get traded or not, right? Because there's a lot of speculation about them getting traded around the deadline since they're on the last year of their contracts. Yeah. Well, then that means this means a lot more to them because mm-hmm. they have been through a lot together. You know, they won Stanley Cups in 2010, 13, and 15 together. So it's it's like they've... You know what? We're talking about little duos. Well, they're a little cute little duo. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know Avalanche have been quiet about Taves. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because they also have a, a tapes. Well, so I'm be, very curious to see. Yeah, I want to know where they end up because but I think that will be weird. also interested. Oh, that makes so much sense to me. Like Bruins makes more sense than Abs. Although um, Taves would be a good addition for for a lot of teams, I feel like the big prize is Patrick Kane, of course. Yeah, yeah. Kane is the leader. You know. I mean, he Taves, Taves is solid, and he's still decent for what he is at his age, right? But like Patrick Kane is still like a superstar, like offensive forward. Like that's literally like could change a team's trajectory in the playoffs. Islanders are interested in Kane. See, that makes sense to me because if they can stay solid defensively, and you just plug this guy in to boost your scoring, you know, if yeah. you're already solid on 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 defense and goaltending, then you Which just they need... are. You know, throw him on your first line, score some goals. Uh, that's that's a recipe for success. And he played with Panarin, so it's not like it's not logical either. Wait, did you say the Islanders or the Rangers? Islanders, because yeah, because the Rangers have Panarin. Yeah. Oh, Rangers as well. They're both New York have looked at it. 
Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that that, that also makes sense. To be fair, I feel like a lot of teams are looking at it. It's a matter of can you pull it off because they have to have enough assets to trade. They need the cap space to fit them in because they they have monster contracts. They get paid $10 a year each. So it would have to be like cap retention, which can only go down to five million a year, which means you still have to fit in five million. You need to be able to afford the 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 actual like payment of the trade, right? Whatever picks or prospects or players they want. And yeah. then you also need Kane or Taves to willingly waive their no trade clauses. True. Can you imagine if they go together to the same True. team? That would be nuts. <laughs> that that seems so a lot less likely, but that would be nuts. <laughs> Pretty much impossible, but when you yeah. think about who has the most cap space, do you, are they both going to go to Arizona for the rebuild? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, I'm assuming. I'm, I, I believe the Coyotes have the most cap space, but I'm yeah, but I mean, they're not going to be looking to acquire these guys at the moment. That's not what they're going for, right? So, oh no, they're starting from the ground right. up. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Is all the contending teams oh my God, don't have the, the space for them? Do the Sabers? They have a lot of cap space, man. I know yeah. they're up and coming, but. Like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Coming. Actually, okay, you know, the Sabers wouldn't so, be that crazy because no, they have the cap space. If mm-hmm. they keep playing well enough that they push into a playoff spot and management feels it's worth going out and acquiring a rental, if you go after Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane <laughs> is a native of Buffalo, New York. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and I'm that so could smart. be that could be pretty wild. That could be pretty Buffalo. That, that sounds like a <laughs> was, that sounds like a Buffalo fans wet dream. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what? Knows, maybe mm, maybe you acquire him. You have a good you have a, like a, a good time with him. He he likes it enough that he's willing to sign an extra year or two just to like close out his career there or something, right? Help out the team that's slowly like climbing up. You know? Oh, cute, cute little it could story. Be, it could be interesting. I I that I think that would be a big win for Buffalo. But again. Like, it all depends on if the guys even want to get traded. If Kane yeah. and Taves refuse to budge, nothing's happening. Yeah. Well, maybe he'll be like, I don't want to go anywhere but Buffalo. Now, that would be convenient. Well, that would make it easier for Buffalo to acquire. Hey, that, that basically happened with Tavares, right? Like, I'm not moving, I'm not moving. Oh, the Leafs? Well, they're my favorite team. I'm leaving. Bye. Peace. Yeah, and that's the other possibility is free agency. Because they could just yeah. stay in Chicago, they end the year, and then they're free agents. And then who knows where they end up. I'm just saying the Hawks still have cap space. They can just resign them. At least they're really of them. trying hard to tank. And if anything, having Kane and Taves around is making it harder for them to tank effectively. I know. Imagine that. God damn it! Stop scoring, you bitches. I mean, actually, Kate. Technically, they are at the bottom of the league, but they have won some okay. games. Yeah. Oh, wait, I don't think I've been following up with them as much as I have. No, the, yeah, they, the tank has accelerated. They are dead last now, and they have the least amount of wins. They're 1-8-1 in the last 10. Brilliant. Okay, yeah, no. the, the tank is on track. The tank is on the track. The tank is on track. I like they're that. Too, they're doing what they want to do. Now, dropping them is a good idea for them, especially considering they have... Like, if they keep it up, they can probably get, um, you know, a really high prospect and... Yeah, that'll draft, be helpful Yeah, too. you want those draft picks? You want it? Could you imagine if they freaking get Connor Bedard or something like that? Dude, the fuck! God, I don't really want that to happen. Um, no, I don't want anyone to go and sh- dismantle them. Uh, <laughs> Chicago's gone. Yeah, yeah. Chicago, I, I also, I just rather see like yeah. a, a newer team have a superstar that they've never had before. Like, I, I, I would like say a, Anaheim. 
Kraken. I'd be okay with Arizona too, even though. Cracker. Like... What did you say? Cracker. Kraken. Oh, he's <laughs> <Seattle Kraken. laughs> They're doing too well right now, though, to tank for, for Bedard. They're doing so good. I think there's like a race to the tank. Like there, yeah. there's a race. Oh, for sure. to the yeah. Bottom four, five, maybe. I don't know if if the sharks are actually being serious on their tanking or. I don't. I, just... I feel like they're not trying to tank. They're confused. They're confused is my thing. And so is yep. Philly. Philly's confused as shit. I don't even know. Yeah. If I had to pick a team for the number one prospect to go to, the only place I would feel like, yeah, it's nice, it would either be Anaheim Bucks. or the Blue Jackets. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be okay with Columbus because they could totally benefit from a superstar center. They could. Like, they've never really had a proper superstar ever, like except for like maybe Rick Nash. But that was yeah. still when the team was trying to find its footing and they kind of like, wasted his career a little bit mm-hmm. for no fault of his own like the guy was pretty damn good can't no, name you a single ducks player i'm sorry what do you even mean about that uh, there's that one that i know but i've forgotten his name you got name one name one duck wild wing i mean you know <laughs> he's really popular right now I'll say that. yes hey. I but obviously Wait, wait a second. The the duck that I know the most of that's like old but still kicking is Gibson. Oh. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? But I agree with you. Like I'm not familiar with a lot of the ducks. I want to start uh researching a little bit more. Yeah, McTavish. Yeah, that's one. They've had a very awkward transition phase. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Because Manson's no longer there, and that's the only one I would remember. He's and Lynn Holm too, right? Lynn Holm moved on last season as well. Yeah. There's like no stuck duck. <laughs> There's no stuck duck except for Gibson. <laughs> yeah, he's very stuck. Little Gibson. Quack, quack. Stuck Poor duck. guy. <laughs> At what like, point do you think he just happen. says, like, tie me up to the net? Just tie me up to the net and let him let him go. <laughs> let Matt Murray push me over. You know what? I've decided that the ducks will be my next uh, research project. Mm-hmm. Throughout the year, I'm going to learn all about project. the ducks. <laughs> my next hockey project. I think the ducks suffered of a sort of like, you know when teams are good and solid for a while, but then they slowly start losing players. They, it slowly like, gets chipped away. And eventually they just like slog their way into mediocrity. So like it's oh, almost yeah. like and then they're, you're, you're they're doing gone. a rebuild, but like the painful forced sort of way where you just keep trying to be good and you slowly get worse and worse and worse. Like the, the the Ducks had a few years of being bad after being good before they finally decided we're officially rebuilding now. It's not just like we're accidentally rebuilding; we're doing it for real now. You know, it, yeah. it reminds me of uh, Detroit. Detroit were really really good for a while, but like after the 2008 Cup. And I guess the 2009 Cup Finals, they slowly lost pieces over time to the point where, like, it was like they were only making the first round and then getting getting booted out. And then, like, by the time you reach a point where they realize we need to rebuild, you look at the roster and you're like, "This is nothing like where we started." You know, we we most of these guys are like, "Who's this?" It lost a lot of its appeal and star power, notability, uh, yeah. notoriety. I mean, since to like the the mid 2000s because the early 2000s was basically the last time they sucked as bad as they do now because they were pretty hot in the middle 2000s you know like i mean they obviously won the wait they won the cup didn't they you're still talking about the we're talking about the red wings here or the ducks 
The Ducks. Oh, you're talking about the Red Wings? Well, I went off on a tangent, but yeah. Well, okay, see, there you go. Jeez, my God. I can't keep up, man. No, man. Yeah. We're just, we're going everywhere. Anyways, maybe we should end the podcast because we're just doing everything now. Just like the Ducks, uh, we are slowly petering off until there's nothing left. Oh, yes. Good, good transition. Yeah, good yeah, one. yeah. Now it's time to rebuild. <laughs> yeah, speaking of rebuild, we are going to start the next podcast. It's going to be out in January. 2023, new, this hockey pod is going to be fresh vacadoo. And oh, you think we can get some good uh, stuff if we trade away Chanel? Hey, we're not trading Chanel. If anyone, we're going to trade you, Jesse. Yeah, we're going to trade oh, you, Jesse. Yeah. Even though, like, you're the most knowledgeable out of <laughs> us goalie girls, but, you know. Whatever. For two, for, was it two, two prospect uh, podcasters? <laughs> two junior <laughs> podcasters? Uh, we'll trade long. you for future considerations. <laughs> <laughs> um, please send us a message if you are interested in replacing Jesse. Um, <laughs> They're Just kidding! It's a trade. They, they, you, you, we need a podcast that's willing to make an exchange. Anywho, thanks for listening. Uh, we got over three hundred subscribers on YouTube now. Yes, we do. Did we? Did we talk about this in our last one? Though? I can't remember, but I'm. But I'm we're still happy. happy. I'm we're so happy. happy. Three hundred six subs. We love you, every single one of you. Uh, you got eight hundred person. Oh shoot! I asked. Yes, I screenshotted it. Case so Jesse doesn't know, but. I asked someone on Twitter if they wanted to be our 800th follower. And if they 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 followed us and they were the 800th, we give them a shout out. So let's see here. We are shouting out Mark Rhoda. Thank you so much, Mark Rhoda. You're number 800. You've joined the this 800 club. <laughs> yes, the 800 club. That's actually great. So thank you for it's following far us. To be late to the party, but still early enough to be, you know, in on the trend. Yes, experience. Super cool. Thank you so much. Uh, we appreciate you all, and we will see you in the new year. Because yes, we're taking a break for vacation, uh, but we will be back. And you, you can follow us on Twitter. Yeah, and if that's maybe. still a platform, you know. <laughs> It is. It is. I'll, I'll work on it for, for 2023. It's my New Year's resolution. We'll try to be a little more structured. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> find us at this hockey pod. Uh, you can find us individually. I'm at it's just underscore Molly. Uh, but don't follow me. I'm not that great. Uh, Chanel's better. So follow her at Chanel LV. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Jesse doesn't exist online. <laughs> so there you try go. Try to find me. <laughs> <laughs> And find us on TikTok. We're hilarious at this hockey. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But yeah. Um, Hi. Happy Christmas. Happy Merry New Year. Christmas. Happy everything. <laughs> happy holidays. Merry holidays. <laughs> Meyer oh. Chrysler. I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>